Hi everyone, welcome back to the 442 podcast. And today, Liam. You ready? You don't want to believe me. We've got a belter. No way. <laughs> oh, we've got a belter. We have got Danny Wilson, played for Wigan, Chesterfield, Nottingham Forest, Brighton, Luton Town, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley. 24 times for Northern Ireland. He also managed Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday, Bristol City, Milton Keynes, Hartlepool United, Swindon Town, Sheffield United, went back to Barnsley and managed Chesterfield. Have I missed anything out, Danny? Uh, no, that's quite enough, I think. <laughs> Boom, shakalak, I've got that right today, John. That is the first time ever you've not been pulled up I know. on either a pronunciation or your stats. Without so well done, Liam. Get Danny Wilson wrong, I'm as a packet. Well done, Liam. Thank you very Tremendous. much. <laughs> Have you enjoyed the golf, Danny? Um, not as much as John did. Crikey. Uh, no, it was great. Fantastic, but uh, didn't win it, unfortunately. But I got my bet right, didn't I? Yeah. I thought, I thought John might just, yeah. just come... Why don't you just say who it is? We've had our pants pulled down and our ass slapped. Well, I didn't think you wanted to swear on here, but... Uh, that works, but yes, that, that's what's exactly... <laughs> 17, my ass. Yes, He's uh, come to play today, hasn't he? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Absolutely. And nearly a hole in one. Got lucky. Lucky. Uh, yeah. Wigan, every day. Get lucky. Wigan lad, Danny. Yeah. Let's start with Wigan. Non-league, the way I didn't know this till I did my <clears> research... <throat> Mm. Only made eight appearances and then you were off to Bury. Yeah, yeah, they were playing in the Northern Premier League at the time. Um, Wigan, they, they were still a fairly big club in non-league at that time. I'll tell you who the biggest club was at the time. We were paying the best money at the time was um, Boston, Boston United. Yeah, they were they were they were quite a a wealthy club in non-league at that time. And Wigan were up there, uh, but they had. Wigan had the better crowds, really. Although it's still, as you know, the Wigan is Wigan is, is a rugby town. Um, but yeah, I started off with them in the non-league, and um, and only like I say, only only played a handful of games, and then Berry came knocking. Uh, sorry, Berry came knocking, and uh, and I went signed pro with them. So that was at Springfield Park, yeah. It was, yeah. Wigan. Yeah, Who well. signed you? Who signed me? Um, at Wigan it was Ian McNeil. We've got something in common. Hi, Ian. Ian yeah. signed me my first professional club, Shrewsbury Town. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. then I followed them to Millwall, followed them to Bolton after that. And yeah. oh, I mean, unbelievable. Man. What a top, top. Oh, man. brilliant, brilliant Unbelievable. Fella. Absolute brilliant fella. Yeah. He, he, well, he, he started my career off for me, you know, so I'd be ever so grateful to him. Um, yeah, he was he was, a, he was a legend at that time, I think. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember anybody ever saying anything bad about no, him. Nobody would. No, I, mean, I don't think so. No. And took them into the Football League? Yes, they did, yeah. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, I didn't play with them in the league. Um, but uh, but obviously follow the you know their uh, the fortunes for fifty odd years. Never leaves you. No, it doesn't. Does no. it? No, it doesn't. No. Get an eye for a player then. This man, Mister Ian McNeil, didn't he? Get you um, too. You've done well in the game, haven't you? <laughs> it's not for me to say. But, well, if you were here, uh, I probably would have said that. But <laughs> I've no charge, Danny, because you're such a great lad and you've got a great uh, pedigree. Did you hit the road flying then for eight games and be transferred to Bury? How did that come across? Come well, I was, about, I was playing I young. I was, I, was, I was only 16 when I was in the first team at Wigan. Um, if I 15, playing, you know, with, with open age football, as, as we all did at the younger age, you know, we, we went into the big, the, big, uh, the big leagues with the men. And um, I think once you're playing in that, you, you, you stand out a little bit, being such, such a young person and a young player, I should say. Um, and and that's maybe what it was. Uh, I, I had a bit of pace as well, you know. That's that helped me as well to keep away from the big thugs who were kicking lumps out of you, so I could get away from them. Um, and maybe that was what it was, you know. Just but I think it was my age more than anything that helped me, you know. And uh, they thought 
playing in the first team at Wigan at that age, you know, he, he might he might have a little bit of a, a future. And uh, there was they, they didn't they didn't spend too much well hardly any money on me, so it's, it was a no brainer for I suppose for them. Do you remember your first wage at Borough? Um, taking your battle, was it a bit YTS? Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I went straight as a pro. I was uh, I was working at my dad's company uh, where my dad worked, and uh, I wanted to be uh, an apprentice engineer. And uh, so I started off there, but I got all the bucky jobs, at Sturgeon, brushing floors up and things like that. Um, so that's when I was playing with Wigan at 16. And um, and then I went at uh, just about 17, I signed. And it, so you were a pro at 17, you didn't you couldn't have an apprenticeship. Is that right, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I signed pro straight away. So I didn't have to go through all the apprenticeships, as, yeah. you know, and, and cleaning boots and all that. So I was very lucky <laughs> in that respect. Um yeah, and that's, that's what it was. And my first wage, well, my, my first wage packet at Wigan, believe it or not, I got paid at Wigan. And we always played, uh, well, you know yourself, when you played non-league football or you played with the kids and that, you paid for, to play, didn't you? You know, you played your fees and it was like 50 pence or something like that. And uh, training one Thursday night and, I, and there was a, an envelope on the top of my peg, a little brown envelope like that. Like, what was that, like, you know? And I looked at it, I opened it and there's a one pound note in it. <laughs> A green one pound note, and I'd never been paid in my life. That was a fortune for me, and uh, I couldn't believe it. So that was my Wigan's first pay packet, and uh, my first one at um, yeah, my first wage it was sixty quid. Sixty quid. But I was sorry, no, it was forty five quid, and I was getting sixty quid working. So I took a, I took a hit a bit, you know, just to to get on the on the treadmill if you want, and uh, so that was yeah, forty. Yeah, 45 quid it was. And I got 60 quid when I was working at the sweeping floors and things like that. Three years at Bury, 90 games, nine goals. I'm going to bring you back, because you were young then, midfielder. Were you a winger or a midfielder? Midfield player, yeah. I've been stuck at a few times. Did you get a few whacks back um, in the day oh, when yeah. you could get away with it? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course you did, yeah. You, you had to toughen up. And John will tell you, you know, yourself, you'd, you know, you'd, no matter... Who you are, what you were, you 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 know you you had to toughen up straight away. You didn't you didn't get a chance to to bed in. I remember going back. We talked about it before off, off camera. We talked about John Ritson. Yeah. When when I went to Bury, John pulled me in the, about the first two or three weeks, and uh, I got in the first team. Just about got in the first team, and they pinned me up against the wall, and uh, in a in a nice way, but a threatening way from my point of view. It scared the life out of me, and he he just pinned me up and just told me what what he. What it was all about playing first team football. And he said, you know what, lad? He said, I've got some kids at home. I've got a mortgage to pay. He says, I need this win bonus on Saturday, so don't you piss around. And that really showed me. Was he an yeah. old pro then, the yeah. established pro? Yeah, he played at Bolton. Um, at Bolton. And um, and I said from that day, I thought, you know, it's deadly serious. These these lads have mortgages to pay. It was, it was fun for me. I'm a young lad, he's coming in. You know, and uh, but I know the, I knew the seriousness after that encounter with with, uh, with Rissy, and uh, it opened my eyes straight away. So I knew, you know, it was it wasn't for messing around. It's not just a play thing. It was a, people's livelihood. And would you mm. say you learned from that straight away? That was a line. Mm. You're glad he did it. Would you say? Oh, Even going on further yeah. in life. Oh, absolutely. It, it it did me a world of good because it made me it made me really serious look at, at football as a you know as a very very you know serious um, profession. If, you know, it's, the, it's not there for messing around. Yeah, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to like what you're doing, which we do and we love and, and what have you. But there is a serious side to it, you know, and um, 
And when you're in the lower leagues like that, it's not it's not like nowadays with the Premier League where you can you can play one season and retire. You know, for the rest of your life, you've been paid that much money. These lads were looking to get twenty pound bonuses. You know, that was a big big twenty quid for them. You know, in the waste packet to the uh, end of the month. You know, and um, so I think yeah, it, it opened my eyes quite a lot. And 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 then when you got on the pitch and in the serious side of it, you know, you you you're getting lads who are coming thumping you and and you know giving you a good. Sorting out because it, it means a lot to them, so you you had to uh, you had to you had to work smart. Can I ask you two both? Is that missing in the game today when you're young, just getting taught a life lesson, what probably you couldn't do with now no more, could you? Couldn't get away with it now, could you? Oh no, no, you couldn't get away with that. But I still think it's I still think in some, you know, in some areas you still get a little bit of that. You know, I think the lower down you go, it's still yeah. important. You know the wages are still important. They they work a lot of lads can you know working or, or sort of living from week to week. This you know it, it's not all it's not all um, it's not all fancy that you know down in the bottom and the lower leagues are still they're still not earning anything near what they do in the championship, stroke Premiership, and um, and again you know they they need that wage week in week out. So um, you still get a little bit of that. Yeah, I still can, I think it's about maybe not so much at the higher level, but I still think the lower levels you'll get it. Yeah. I would think, Liam, the, probably the, the biggest change for me is I think the apprentices, the boot boys, etc. they don't do any jobs whatsoever. No. And that, I think that's good grounding for them. It's a good, it's a good base to have once they've, you know, they've had to earn, they've had to do their jobs after training, etc. Yeah. And they've got to earn the right to go home, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that nowadays they're, they're treated far too well. I think they're soft because of it. And I think they're given everything too early. I, at a too early age for me. Well, you look at the academies now. I mean, I mean, crikey, what what more can you want for an academy? You know, they're, they're absolute state of the art. You you want for nothing. You know, in the Premiership, these some no. of these these things, and and like you said, they don't do they only start to do the jobs. You I know, mean, they just turn up and it's all given to them. And you know, Danny, you've been the manager and you've seen plenty of dressing rooms. But for me, when you see the kids throwing their kit on the floor, etc., yeah, that does me in. That it know, really yeah. winds me up because it, it, you know, for me. You can see quickly what a, how a person behaves, yeah, it's, and that's how what type of player they're going to be, what type of person they're going to end up being as well. Yeah, and you'll still get good kids in there. Don't get me wrong, but the majority, I think, of just no, they get away with murder nowadays. I, I, I can't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I think I think you're spot on. Yeah. So gig lane, yeah. frosty night FA Cup match against West Brom. Am I right with my stats? There's a little story about football boots. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a little story actually. Um, if you if you know the, the 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 big retailers of Reebok, you know the the, uh, the the shoes in particular at the time, the company had just opened uh, Bolton Way, as, as as John knows, and um, we got a, some sort of agreement with them. I don't know who ever struck the agreement. It was somebody at the club, you know, they'd been a, the chairman or something like that. Um, that there was suppliers with footwear. Anyway, so um, early part of the season, I think. Somebody must have spoken to them about winter shoes or winter winter soles for, you know, because we played in all the weather. They didn't call any games off if they could help it. You know, we had to play in icy conditions or snow up to your ankles and they just clear the lines, you know. And um, they they must have spoken to them about it, about, you know, some some uh, some footwear for icy conditions. Anyway, uh, we didn't really know much about it. So we... Uh, we Playing the, uh, I think it was a league cup. I think it was a league cup game, and we we uh, we drew in the cup. We drew um, West Brom, 
West Brom at that time were a, were a, were a top first division side. Laurie Cunningham and you know Cyril Regis, all them boys, you know, who were all playing, and um, and we drew them at home at Gig Lane, which was fantastic. But the weather changed. Anyway, uh, we had a we had a cold snap, uh, but the game got was was allowed to go ahead on a Tuesday evening, and it was rock hard, frozen. rock hard, frozen solid, rock hard, and um, the you know West Brom turned up and they put rubber soles on, they put little short studs in, you know, to help him, blah blah blah. And we got delivered on that morning some um, some new shoes from Reebok. All we had to do was get our sides, and we were on. And they had like a, a soft rubber rubber um, sole. And I can see the uh, the under uh, the underside of the front of the foot had, had like slats and grooves that way, and the heel went the other way, and they were absolutely magnificent. We couldn't we were did the trick. Oh, did the trick. We beat them one nil, um, which was a massive you know giant killing act. But it was only because we had a better foot. Were you wearing them on the pitch that you could see them slipping and sliding? Absolutely. And yeah. you lot were all. Would you yeah. like giggling to yourselves? Could you see it? Oh, you could see. Yeah, un unbelievable. <laughs> I, we always thought that the game was going to be abandoned because they couldn't stand up. <laughs> and uh, but we kept skating past them, so to speak, yeah, and um, and and we beat them one nil, and they, they weren't happy. They were obviously not happy to the conditions, and we didn't tell them the conditions. But why should we tell them? You know, it's an advantage to us. So they'll have turned up normally one pair of studs, one pair of moulds. That's it. That was not, nothing else. And that, so it's either or. Yeah. But they would have went into that game as well, not being happy with the footwear. Oh yeah. And blaming everything. Psychologically, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Straight you're away, you're one 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 um, at Chesterfield and I had a particularly good game against them then um, I don't think really uh, money wise that, that Chesterfield would have been able to afford it but Arthur Kochuk went in to be a manager and um, they changed their outlooks quite a bit I think they, they decided for a season to go and have a go and try and get out of the league and it was a tough league at the time Sheffield Wednesday were in it you know, and, and, and teams of that ilk um, but they had a go, and I think they spent a lot of money at that time, maybe about six or seven hundred grand, which was a lot of money. Big time, um, yeah. It was it was for a club as Chesterfield size, and um, so they, they brought myself in, um, a couple of other lads you might not have heard of, but like like Phil Bonniman and um, Paul, uh, um, Paul Birch, uh, sorry Alan Birch. Um, so there were some good players went together, but they, but in total it was about eight seven eight hundred grand, I think it was. Anyway. Um, so that's how it came around, and they came in. Said, "Would you would you fancy coming?" I'd only ever been there on the coach. I didn't even know where to get there. Yeah, had no idea. Honestly, no, I had no, I had no idea where Berry was. You know, I'd never been out to Wigan. You know, so that was just down the road, really, for me. But I, I didn't know what it was. And Chesterfield was again. I didn't know where it was. Anyway, so I decided that um, I'll go and have a look and talk to Arthur Cox and the, and the players who was bringing in. I thought great. And also, again, it's it's all about money at that level. You know, and the club needed a few quid. I think they paid about 90 grand for me, something like that. Um, so uh, oh, that was it. You know, and that, oh, sorry, no, they, they didn't. I was telling the lie, they played 200 grand for me. Did uh, they did? Yeah, they did, God, yeah. I bet you, and you weren't sorry. a record signing up that? I was just underneath Phil Bonniman, I think it was. Uh, Phil Bonniman was about similar, a bit more. Um, so, yeah, they spent they spent quite a few quid. Uh, and, and Barry couldn't turn it down, really. You know, so and, good uh, for everybody. Yeah, and it was. It was, and it was good for me as well. 
And then really that's where, I, I suppose my football life took off, but certainly my personal life did, because that's where I met my wife and, and the kids and I did have the kids and everything. So, you know, it, it was, uh, Chesterfield's been really my second home, you know, although I'm from Wigan, but I've lived longer in, in the Chesterfield area than I have at Wigan. Brings you the first silverware of your career. Anglo-Scottish yeah. Cup. <laughs> they need to bring that back, don't they? Oh, it was good, you know. We had some proper games against the Scottish lads. Yeah. Oh, we were brilliant. We went to Rangers and they hadn't even heard of Chesterfield. Never mind, played against them. And we went up to Ibrox and uh, we ended up with a 1-1 draw. Um, and everybody thought, well, you know, it's, they've had the chance now. We had, you know, 1-1 maybe. And we didn't play particularly well. We scored a fluky goal that was enough a corner, I think. It went straight in or something like that. And uh, then we brought him back to to um, uh, to Chesterfield. And uh, what was good about that, really, more than anything, is that in Leicester, uh, there's an area in Leicester, there's a lot of Scottish people that, that are in that area. So it gave them a chance to really come and see their team, but a shorter distance and going up to Glasgow. Anyway, so we get a sellout, something like 17,000, 18,000. We'd never had it, Chesterfield. Um, Rangers brought maybe seven, 8,000 down or from the area. So in the wisdom, all the landlords in, in, in Chesterfield shut all the pubs in, in the centre. So Great the, business decision, that well, one. Well, it was. They were scared that, that something might kick off. Yeah. yeah, they never did. So all the, the supporters, the, the range supporters, just went on the outskirts to the pubs. They made a fortune, came in and watched the game. But fortunately, from our point of view, we uh, we had a good result. We played well on the night and won 3-0. Yeah. But it's, it, was a, it was a great experience. Who else, who else did you play in the, in the competition? We, in the final, we played um, we played Notts County in the final. Right. We were first division club at the time. Yeah, and um, so we played them and, and we ended up beating them 1-0, uh, I think it was. Yeah. What other, did you play any other Scottish teams? Um, no, we didn't. We didn't play. That was the only Scottish was team it. we played. Right. was Rage and the draw. How the draw panned out, it was, uh, it was that, yeah. Well, you wouldn't get much bigger. That was a, a huge draw at oh, the time. Oh, it was great, yeah. yeah. I think I don't think the crowd was full. At, uh, the, the stadium was full at um, at, uh, at Ibrox. I think about twenty thousand, something like that. Right. But um, but we had a, we had a, we had, we were packed in at our place. Yeah. Mm. Brian Clough, Nangum Forest. <laughs> yeah. Got to that one. So yeah. How did the move come across? Was it a tap up? Was it a proper transfer? How, how does a, a move when you're at Chesterfield doing well? How does Nangum Forest come calling? <clears throat> Well, bearing in mind, it's not far away from Chesterfield anyway, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes in the car. So we we were on the doorstep, really, so the scouts are out and about, as, you, as you'd expect. But I, but I think um, what stirred it up more than anything, or, or quickened the, the move up more than anything, was Derby came in for me. <clears throat> Derby County was um, was a team that um, Peter Taylor had gone to manage from uh, Forrest and Brian Clough and, and Peter had fallen out. So I think one of the things was that I knew they kept be keeping an eye on me. It got speeded up really because I really think Brian Clough wanted to put one over on Peter, right. you know, and, and get me in before he could get me in. Do you think that's what it was? Yeah, I'm almost sure it was. Um, I wasn't really bothered, but um, from that point of view, you could turn Forrest down. No. Just won the European Cup, you know, and, and, and they're coming in for me. But um, more than anything, the club, Chesterfield, because they didn't get promotion, spending all that money I spoke about before, um, they were desperate for cash. Right. And uh, Frank Barlow was the manager who went on to be my assistant in, in three or four other clubs. He was one of the, the nicest and most intelligent guy I've ever had. I put my life on his... He was an absolute brilliant guy. 
And Frank took over as a manager when Arthur Cox went to Newcastle. And uh, we both went down to, um, to, to Nottingham to talk to the manager, to, to, uh, to Mr. Clough. And, uh, and he said, you know, how much do you need, Frank? And Frank said, well, I need 90 grand. He said, when do you want it? He said, yesterday. He said, oh, the club's going to fold. We need... So he said, right, I'll give you 90 grand. There you go, and I'll give you two players as well because you'll not be able to spend anything, will you? He said, no, I've got no money to spend. So I gave him two, two players, one called um, Calvin Plummer, uh, was one. Um, um, Steve, I beg your pardon, I can't remember his name. He gave him a midfield player and he gave him two players. Um, and, and, and I went the other way. So it was, it was brilliant in that respect. Um, but that was, that was the start of just listening and hearing and working with somebody who was just a genius. That just did unbelievable. What did he say motivator. to you for convince you to sign then? If you knew Derby had a bidding? Um, <laughs> he told me to sign or fuck off back to that shit hole you just come back from. <laughs> did he really? Well, that's good enough, isn't it? <laughs> We'd we, we had an argument. Well, no, that's not wrong. With it. I didn't have an agent or anything like that. I never used an agent. Um, and he offered me some money and, and I said, you know, I don't think that's enough. I had this in my mind. And he went, listen, go outside and uh, so walk round the stadium, come back and tell me if you still want that money. So I walked round and obviously coming from Chesterfield and then you'll see, you know, City Grand. So I walked round and I, I'm, in my mind, I'm going, I'm going to take it anyway. I was always <laughs> going to take it. I was just trying to be clever. <clears throat> I thought I'm not going to be a pushover. Anyway, so I went back in and uh, sat down and he said, have you thought about it, son? I went, yep. He says, and what do you think? I said, I'll accept it. I said, Clough, thank you. Yeah, he says, and that's what he said. It's a good job, son, because you're going back to that shit house you've just come back from. You've just come from. <laughs> I said, oh, right, thanks. And he said, by the way, it was about 50 quid. He said, and you could have your 50 quid. So oh. it was never, he gave it me anyway. But it was just the way, he did, you know. It, Test the character. Yeah, starting with him straight away, you know, and and from then on, he was just, he, he was mesmerising some of the things he, he said he did. And the results he got because you know the forest when they won that cup they were like waste and stray some of them he made players out of nothing who people thought they couldn't play already finished and they, they go on and win the you know win the, the european cup it, it was it was magnificent that's where you met friend of the show viv yeah yeah that was the first time i bumped into viv um at the time at forest obviously you remember that viv was a, a regular in the team you know and, and i wasn't although I, get, I got in the team fairly quickly um but um, but Viv was was ever present, and then obviously yeah, he got his transfer to um, to Arsenal. Um, so I didn't really, I saw a lot of him then, not not as much as I did, you know, in, in years uh, to come. At the start of a great friendship, though. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think anybody who's ever met Viv off, you know, come across him have, have not got on with no. him. He's just he's just a Brilliant great guy. guy. Great guy he is. Don't let me don't, don't let him listen to this. I don't. No. <laughs> we'll send him that bit. Was there a step up in class, Chesterfield to Forest? The yeah, of The course. players, could you see it in training? Yeah, without a doubt. Some some tremendous players. John Robertson, Scottish International, you know very well, John. Um, Gary Burtles um, in there. Uh, Who's that hard man I kept bringing oh, up? Kenny Burns, obviously. Was he there? No, Kenny had just left. Kenny had just left. Um, the uh, It was Kenny Swain, was was uh, one of the full-backs. Yeah. Uh, Ian Boyer was... Was a stalwart in the team and captain, you know what? John McGovern. Yeah, you know just just some some great players. Trevor Francis. Uh, Trevor had gone. He'd gone. He'd then. gone by then. Yeah, he he just gone to uh, 
who just I think on Twitter. Woodcock gone as well. Woody Hamburg. gone. Yeah, Woody had gone. But I know I know the boys anyway. I know I, I, I played in later on with Trevor and <clears throat> and he managed me uh, later on at Sheffield Wednesday. So um, yeah, I mean tremendous team. So the the, the class was was yeah. up there compared to what I come away from. So you, you can't help but be, but learn. You know, Got learn a few games, but mm. you didn't stay there long, did you? No, I went out on loan for well, saying I went out on loan. <clears throat> I went to I was going to go to Southampton, um, and a, and a lad called David Puckett, who was a striker, was coming the opposite way. But I was only going on loan, and um, and Brian Clough pulled me in and said, "Listen, Dan, we've." Fancy going against some games. I went, yeah, because I wanted to play first year yeah. football. I didn't, I reserved in football. It, I didn't enjoy it at all. And, Small uh, squads all then, wasn't it? So yeah. it's hard to get in the first team. There was squad, only one sub uh, and, and then two subs, you know. So it was, yeah. Um, so yeah, I went uh, and, and he said, You're going to Southampton? I said, Yeah, okay. So I was getting all ready, got everything ready for at home, saying, uh, You know, to the wife, I'm just going down to, nipping down the road for a month or so. And then I got a phone call from him saying, Don't bother going. He says, I decided you're not going. I said, okay. So I, so I never went. Whatever For whatever reason, I don't know. There's something went on, I don't know. Um, and I stayed at, I stayed there and then um, Brighton came in for me. And and then that's when I moved. I went I went uh, to Brighton. Was this still yeah. in the same season? Um, Back in yeah. the season? It was, yeah. Not not long after the Southampton thing, yeah. You were in and out of the team. You just wanted to go and play? That was, the, that was the biggest thing for me. I was still young as well. I was still only 20, 21. You know, at, um, at at that time, so you know, I just wanted first year football. Um, you can never guarantee you've got to earn it. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect to be given it. You know, just because of the age and what have you. But you know, I wanted, I wanted to earn it. And looking at the Brighton squad when I looked at it before I went, you know, they had they had some very experienced and international as well. Like I'm Steve come Foster, to that in a minute. yeah, Jimmy Case, Jimmy, uh, Steve Foster, Joe Corrigan. You know, they had a, they had a, a good side. Experience, but a good side. But they made a bit of money on your forest, didn't they? 110,000 you went for. Um, I don't know what it was. Is that what it was? I, I it don't was. know. I normally get it right, don't I, John? Yeah. I'll double check on that one. Later, <laughs> man. Well, you've, you've given me a fee there, and I didn't think it was that. I thought it was 210. Oh, it could be my right. But, hey, uh, we'll find out. It'll be out there. Would there anyone else in for you, Bar Brighton? Um, I I couldn't answer that. I don't know. Did not so early Brighton no. come in. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, them doors. We didn't know, did we? See, in, in, them, we in them, you said yourself, Danny, yeah. you didn't have an agent, and no. so you've nobody really out kicking the doors down for you, have you? No. Do you know what I mean? So you're relying on people telling you things, and nobody really said anything, did no. they? No, we just got on with it, didn't we? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you 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 got pulled in the office and you're going. You know, yeah. all right, okay. Yeah. You know, and that's what it was. Um, you didn't really have any arguments and this that, and the other, but it, I felt I could, you know. Play first team football and going all the way to Brighton was a big wrench, you know, from from my and my family as well. My, uh, Karen and I had just been married, you know, so um, we just got a house as well. So then that's the start of what. It's a big. What is the big wrench in football? Is moving houses, like and yeah. kids, and that. Fortunately, we didn't have any kids at that time. Um, your contract. I had remember? a three-year, three-year, three four-year. So you must have enjoyed it down there. I just signed another contract before I left. Yeah. And I, if you, I can tell you about that as well. Anyway, um, yeah. So we went down there, and and both my children were born in Brighton. So that was that was you know brilliant from my point of view, and I loved every every minute of it down there as well. Nice place, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was great. Very cosmopolitan at the time. Um, growing, you know, it was very safe in those days. You know, I'm not saying it's not now, but it's, I think it was safe in those days. 
Um, I had a great time uh, and, and off the pitch as well the, the lads were brilliant Steve Foster was one of the funniest men I've ever met in my life and uh, you could never stay in you know and I used to call him the bully because uh, you know so we're going in. we used to call him the bully bully the bully I because uh, he'd get you out you know I'm, matter I'm, if you had a number then that's it oh yeah you come in <laughs> that's it and, and I'm going out again, love. Oh, not again, yeah. Not, yeah, Fuzzy spawned. <laughs> Got to go. And um, but it was, you know, off the pitch was great. And camaraderie was just. So it was a proper dressing room. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just so each other's strong back, dressing so. room. Jimmy Case, you know, like I say, all them boys who is. Well, I've got a name here. Hopefully, I've got mm. it. I've only took it off the internet, so you can't shoot the messenger. Was Frank Worthington there when you were there? Yes, Frank was a legend. Absolutely. Absolute legend, weren't he? Magnificent. Oh, my goodness. Can I ask you a question before you tell us some stories? Yeah. Did he have a black and white checkered jacket then? Because uh, <laughs> he, he seemed had, to have he, it for a long time. Yeah, he, he had all sorts. Of, I, don't, I can't remember that. He was a sharp dresser. Oh, he? absolutely, yeah. He, Coolest guy in football. Yeah, without he a doubt. He was unbelievable. Without a doubt. And then like a magnet for the girls. Yeah. Oh, was he a geezer he, though, as well? Oh, a great, lad's lad. Great fella. Yeah. Oh, great fella. The one, the one thing I did learn when he was playing with Frank is that enormous skill range they were brilliant but there's a times you knew you weren't going to get the ball so you play one twos and this that and the other now I like to get forward and and he, he just get hold of it and have a little juggle like and he, he might give you on the back heel you don't know like, but, but the defenders didn't have a clue what he was going to do and he was strong and he was tough was um, it even though he was a ladies man uh, was he tough oh he was tough oh, nobody, nobody took advantage of him he, he dished it out as well yeah without a doubt when he was a big lad wasn't he he was six foot bigger than you think and yeah, yeah. Could do anything. Great skills, weren't it? Could do anything. Yeah. Um, anything. Yeah. Anyway, like, you remember any nights out? Anything he did? Just, just. No, not really. Not nothing. Nothing outrageous or anything you'd expect, you know. But he just what he was. He, he did was. He just attract the women. They just flop round him. Simple uh, as that. Simple as that. Just he was anywhere. Such a good-looking guy. Coolest guy. Honestly. Oh yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, and he and he, he used to talk with his lovely soft yeah. sort of accent as well, you know. And uh, but he was brilliant. He was, he was but a, what a top player. What a top player. Reminds me of you a little bit. Really. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Silky skills with <laughs> for the pineapple Sunday League Club. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we are part of now. Could have called the ladies' princess. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> huh? Who signed you, Danny? Do you remember? At Brighton, mm. Chris Catlin. There was uh, there was uh, he was a fullback for Coventry City when he's playing days. Um, he was great like Cat as well, but he, he used to tell you how good he was, but he, was, he weren't that good. <laughs> but he, uh, he he did well. He did well for from my point of view. I used to like him as well. He was very really enthusiastic in you know, led by example really. His enthusiasm to get into the team as well. You know, he, he was really uh, like a how could I say uh, a cheerleader. He was he was brilliant. So the it? players loved that. Oh yeah, he, he was just. I mean, I, I won't I won't say he was the best. You know, coach or, or technical manager and this that and the other. But he was so, he was so um, enthusiastic, um, and and again again, you know, you have to look at the team he had as well. You know, they're very experienced team. They could do it. They could look after themselves. They didn't really need a lot of guidance. They had the guidance over the years. You know, and they sort of managed themselves to a large degree, so which what, was great. So the police their own dressing room. If someone oh, steps yeah. out, they'll just do it in house. Oh, without a doubt. There, a lot of dressing rooms are like that. Yeah. Um, Liam, you're right, John. Yeah. You're living the same. You, your manager, you still need a manager, of course you do. Um, but when you get it, when you get players at that ilk who have played at a certain level as well and experience, they, they know what's right and wrong, and and, and they'll they'll put it right in the dressing room. Particularly oh, wow, with Jimmy ones. Case. It's a nice story as well. We play, we draw against Liverpool in the cup in the FA Cup, which was the first game FA Cup live on TV. 
on BBC, it was at the time. So there's a big build-up because Jimmy Casey's in our team and Graham Souness is in Liverpool's team. So everybody wants to see the clash. Even I do. I'm, I'm playing, I'm thinking, <laughs> I wonder what's going on off here. Or are you thinking, this is, this is happening, oh, this, this is, is happening. This is going to be great, this. Um, Goldsmore ground's packed, you know, so... We're waiting for it, and, and all the, all the, all you can hear, see in the I'm reading the in the papers is the is this coming together of who's going to come out on top. Anyway, so we start off and the crowd's going bananas and it's on TV and live and, and the commentators are talking about it. You know they can't wait for this this rivalry. And um, after about five minutes, Graham Sooner scores down with hamstring injury. We <laughs> 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 never got everybody went oh. <laughs> even now I went oh bloody hell. You think he chucked um, it in? Uh, no, no, Gray wouldn't do that. No, Gray's not that tight. No, he'd... would you think it was hard to suit the two? Um, I don't think you can put it as one particular one because they're both different. They're, I mean, Jimmy was a quiet assassin. You know, I think Graham would just would do you. He'd, yeah. he'd snap you in two, and then he could play. Great player, two great feet, pass player. the ball all over the place. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, and Jimmy played a little bit wider at times, tucked in on the right a bit. You know, so he. Um, bit of, a bit of a different player in, in that respect, but both never shirked anything. Okay, anything. I'm going to put you on the spot. Both of them are going in for a 50-50. Who's coming out? <sighs> Don't well, sit it, on the fence, Danny. I won't sit on the bench, <laughs> but I'll tell you something now. If that, if that was the case and they knew they were going in for tackle together, it'd be who goes the highest. <laughs> that, was, that was what it was because it, I don't think one would trust the other one. No. Not to just, just go in fairly. And I'd say that, but that's when in them days, that's what happened in those days. Today, you wouldn't. It wouldn't mean anything today to just be a, a side-footed tackle, you know. But do you think, getting back to the two of them, do you think the two of them there was that much mutual respect between the two? They both knew each other's capabilities. They both knew there was hard as nails. Yeah. Do you think that was a case of listen? Yeah, possibly so. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, because you know, when you respect somebody like that. You yeah. let them, to a certain extent, you let them play, don't you? Oh, yeah. And you, yeah. probably shy away a little yeah. bit. Without making yourself look weak, Yeah, you'd shy away a little bit. And I don't know if they ever played against each other again after that, you know. I'm not too sure they ever no. came up against each other. But there's one thing about with, as I said there, with if you let one of the other play, you you had to you had to get tight to them because yeah. they were such a good players. they just cut you in two. You know, they, they had such an ability on the ball to pass. Um, you had to get tight. So by getting tight, you had a confrontation. And and they'd let you know. So, well, you say back yeah. in them days, we've said it before. You're allowed to put a bit of a cruncher on. I don't know what word you call it, but I think Ron Atkins used it like a feeler, didn't he? You're allowed to have a feeler early yeah, yeah. doors, and you could get away with it. Yeah. yeah, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was what it was, and, and even even when there was a you know hard tackles and or fouls, if you like, or over the top, nobody rolled around. No. They got up, and so it didn't look as bad as it did because you got up. Get you. And, and the normally referee, played next week as well, didn't you? And the referees, you know, they looked at it and think, well, you know, that's not too bad. He's got up, he's all right. You yeah. know, so you just that's what it was. But more often than not, though, Dan, even if you were hurt, you wouldn't show it. You wouldn't show it. You, no, you couldn't. You, you just got up and get on with it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then behind closed doors, you Clean out. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Got a bell tray, John. I've not forgot. <laughs> right, we've got a Facebook page, Danny. We get a few questions now and again. This one, because it's bright and I want to bring it up. So if you're not following us on Facebook, there you go. We're going to be starting doing live feeds, aren't we, John? Yes, we are. Doing Q&As and all sorts. So this is Jason Strixon. Probably got his name wrong. He said, Danny, give me the best memory from playing at the old Goldstone ground. Ooh. <clears throat> You know that that will that will and be. And it's Stickerson, by the way. I've just got his name wrong. <laughs> 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 I 
we're not shocked yeah, at that, yeah. are we? <laughs> um, I think I've just covered it really. It was the, it was the Liverpool and um, and Brighton FA Cup game. We we ended up winning two 0 Um terraces, didn't it? Down one side, so that would have had a great atmosphere. Oh yeah, it? yeah. People used to stand and watch from the gardens, you know, and, and watch the games, you know, and, and at the behind the goal on one of the on one of the areas. Um, so yeah, I think that was that was what a big a big big game for us that one. Uh, Terry Connor scored. I can see Terry Connor and and Jerry Ryan scoring both goals against a very really really strong Liverpool side. Um, pitch wasn't the best in those days, as, as it never were. You know, there's yeah. more mud than grass. But um, that that was that was a memory, definitely. Yeah, especially a memory because you've told us who do you support, Danny? Uh, when I was a kid, Liverpool. Yeah, Playing against them. It was, yeah, yeah. What, and, what was that yeah. like? Obviously, you're a oh, professional it's, and all that. Was it? Oh, it's brilliant. Did you have extra spice in yourself? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you do, and and more nerves than I think I think I've ever had. Um, yeah, it was it was a massive game for, for me personally. You know, I've never played in front of the cameras. I'd never played a live football. You know, and, and then played against the, the team you supported as a kid. What division were you in then, Brighton? Uh, the um, second division. The old, old second the old, division? Yeah, the old second, second division, yeah. So, a move to Luton Town come? Yeah. Um, uh, going back to what you said before, three years, I was there four years at Brighton. I oh, just contract, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alan Bullery had pulled me in, and um, who was who'd taken over as manager. Um, and I love I love Bullers. He was... He was somebody that you from Mark because I was in midfield and, and Mullers was a midfield yeah. player. He, he was something you looked up to, and you, he was one of these guys who, who, you know, he's like Dave McKay type of thing. But if at Tottenham, you know, he, he'd done everything. He, he fantastic player, and uh, so I learned a lot from him and talking. But he, he pulled me in one day. He said, "I'd like to sign a new contract," and I said, "Yeah, of course, well, no problem." He says, I "Said they might be selling you, Dan." I went, "All right." He said, "But if you sign another contract, we've got a chance of getting more money for you." I said, yeah, no problem to me. So it's um, good respect, that, isn't it? It was brilliant, it was brilliant. So I said, yeah. So I, I did it. I signed it, um, and not long after, I got a phone call from. Um, at first, I got a phone call from Ron Saunders at West Brom, and Rodder said, uh, Dan, this is uh, just prior to me signing the contract. He said, you fancy coming up? I went, well, I, I, you know, I've just been offered a new contract. Oh, have you? He said, yes. I said, well, I said, if I was you, I'd sign it then. So, so I did, and he phoned me back the night that we, the, the night that I signed, and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "You signed a new contract with Brighton." I went, "You told me to." He went, "I was only fucking joking." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I thought you were bluffing." I went, "No, not at all." Did he think you were bluffing trying to get more yeah, money? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that backfired then. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, and uh, and and again, they were in the first division, you know, which was good from my point of view that that people were looking, but um, from the other side of it. Um, it, it helped the club and um, they got a few quid from, from Luton which was great and then I went on to Luton um, which again was was a, a step up for me really because I, I looked at the, the team again Steve Foster had gone there from had gone from, uh, from from Villa he went to Villa from Brighton and then gone to Luton so I was meeting up with, a, with some, some more lads again but some some very good players as well Ricky Hill played for England yeah. Brian Steen played for England was, yeah, some great players Mal Donaghy, um, centre-back, who was at Northern Ireland and Man United. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I looked at their squad again and I went, well, this is a good sign again. You Were know. you in the second division, though, Luton? Um, no, they're all first division. Uh, the first so they're all first division? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 were, they were, like, always, you know, flicking with, with relegation and that. 
you know, because he just wasn't a big club and, and they did play on plastic at that time. Oh, you, I was just going to bring yeah. that up now. So it mm -hmm. was the plastic pitch. Yeah, it was a plastic pitch. And it, it, everybody said it was an advantage um, to us. I suppose, really, it was. But you have to remember, you know, we played away as well on, on grass. So we had to change our style of play to a certain degree. Was it the bounces what were problems? Yeah, the running of the ball was very quick, and you had to, what it did, it, it, it tidied you up as a as a as a, on your technique because you had to be fairly accurate or put a pace. It's like putting, you know, you had to get the pace of, of the ball, you know, and, and if you did that, you it weren't bad. I've got to ask, did yeah. you get your Reeboks on? <laughs> no, I didn't. Actually. No, I could have done. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. probably the most important factor. Yeah. You know, well, you joke about it. The footwear is the thing. Yeah. Because it was the old carpet style yeah. of, of AstroTurf as well. It and was. again, do you wear moldage? Do you wear like AstroTurf boots, as in trainer yeah. sort of type? Or we or were, we we had rubber soles. We had molded. Yeah. You know, we we could get away with them on, on them. Uh, and the teams that came down, it they, they just used to be a bit ginger of, of you know, and, and not really committing himself on it. If you don't commit yourself, you're not gonna you're not gonna no. beat us because we were quite good at home, obviously. The teams who used to beat us. Um, Consistently, really, with Liverpool, Man United, those big teams, teams that really passed and moved the ball. They could play, yeah. you know, and, and they, they didn't have any fear of the, the surface. Um, but then again, you know, we had to go away and play on grass, you know, so it, all of a sudden you, play, you can play balls over the top now on grass where you couldn't play really balls over the top on. You had to slide them through with, with, with pace, you know, rather than playing longer balls. So every other week, really, you had to change your style? We did, yeah. Yeah, we did. And the way of and playing? It, yeah, and it, so it wasn't a great advantage to us, really. No. Um, you know, because we did get some one or two good results away from home. So, we, you know, but it's, um, but it's saying that, you know, we, we weren't the strongest squad. Uh, so we were always have going to have battles, you know, in the bottom of the league. Did you, I would say, sorry, kind of fraud, small ground, even to this day now, great little atmosphere though, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and, and they used to come out as well for us. Passionate fans, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. They were, they were great. They were, they were fantastic and still are. And it's still an advantage. You look at the results over the last few seasons at home. You know, they've done really well in, they're up there again for promotion to the championship through the playoffs this year, so they've they've done great, and I think that's a the one the one big help for them is that is that is the ground is a tight ground. They've been threatening to leave, you know, to 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 do a new stadium for years now, but I think it could be the downfall. Works for the club, that works yeah. for the club, but not the fans. Yeah, coming from the... a Bolton fan, probably coming from a Wigan fan. Yeah. Anyone with these new grounds works for the club, but not the fans. Yeah, Everton are going to get it now. Yeah. Nice fancy stadium, but they'll all want to be back at Goodison. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, but for the sustainability of a football club, you exactly. know, they they, they, yeah. they they need it. You know, it's they can't you can't survive in football with with just a game on a Saturday. You know, you need to fill the stadium during the week. It's the corporate mm -hmm. side, isn't it? That yeah, keeps it, is. it going. Yeah. It's the extra revenue yeah. that makes a difference to your football club. Yeah, it does. Did you get relegated at Luton? No. No, so my stats here are absolutely out the window. No. Coming to the League Cup final, 88. Yeah, we, we were close to getting relegated, by the way. I think on two two occasions that I was there, before I left on two occasions, um, we were very close. I think we staved it off on the last couple of days of the last, day. last couple of games of the season. Um, <laughs> we had one particular one, we played Norwich, and um, I think it was two games from the end and we needed to win. If we had to beat Norwich, um, then we're, we're down. And uh, we get a penalty after 20 minutes and I take penalties. And um, I think it was MacArthur got us a penalty. Uh, so I step up. Um, I, was, I weren't bad with penalties, really. I was stuck it about a yard wide. Nil-nil. Oh, my goodness. 
anyway, so we, we carry on and we, we, we're tolling, it's still nil-nil, we get another penalty. And so that step up. So I'm not, I've got no fear, I'm, I'm okay, I'll take the penalty. You know, I don't, it's my job, blah, blah, blah. But I remember I put the ball down on the spot and I look up and I'm looking versus through the net and there's this guy behind, I've got his picture of him going, oh my God, not fucking him again. <laughs> Honestly. Before and I, you ca- and I you can see, see it. I can see him. And I, I thought, well, I'll just, anyway. So, but I stuck it away, which thankfully, like, so it was great. We ended up winning the game and, and we stayed up. Yeah. There's a footballer missing a penalty, midfielder, so you're getting stuck into the game. Is it back of your head all the way through? So you've missed a penalty or do you let it go? You've got to let it go. You have to let it go. You can't, you can't. I mean, it's, listen, it's difficult to do it, but when you get in the throes of the game, you, you, if you're really into the game, you, you've, it's gone anyway. You've got something else to do. I suppose it's a medal round. If you have an eight on an all, you've got to let it go, haven't you? Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. You do, yeah, yeah. yeah. So back to the final. Do you yeah. remember the semi-final? Um, which one was this one? 88 against Arsenal. This is the the Arsenal game. The semi-final was uh, Oxford? Yep. Yeah, Oxford, yeah. Yeah, on that one. I do remember it, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I won't say a derby, but it's close enough, isn't it? Well, it, it's funny as well because I had a chance, before I went to Luton, I had a chance to go to Oxford. Um, it was when Robert Maxwell was the chairman, was the chairman owner. The owner. Yeah. yeah. Oxford, was he not derby as well? Was that a later date? That later. Later. Right. Yeah. He would dodge you, wouldn't he? Well, he allegedly. Man? Allegedly. Or have I said something wrong? No, no, not at all. No, he was, yeah, he was, he was well documented. Was in the pensions or something like that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was well documented in, in that respect, yeah. Um, but that wasn't, you know, um, obvious to us when, when, you know, he was at the football club. And uh, so I went there, so I went down and spoke to them. And again, I, taught, I chose Luton in front of them, really, and, and they were in the first division. So I thought, you know, I think I wanted. I just, I just thought they got a better squad, and then we, we draw each other in the in the semi-finals. So it was a little bit um, bittersweet, yeah, from my point of view, because it, I turned him down. So he had to really, we had, we had to turn it. I thought we had to put a performance in really to see this is why I came to yeah. to Luton. Fortunately, we did, you know, and uh, I think over two legs we won five. Oh, you got an easy two or something over two legs. Yeah. Was the dressing room similar to Brian? Was it a good dressing yeah, room? Yeah, great dressing room. Great dressing room. Uh, you we, say it with smiles, that says everything, John. Yeah. His face says it, doesn't it? Well, we, we again, you know, Ray Harford was 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 the manager, God bless him, who uh, who, who went on to win the Premiership with Kenny at, um, Kenny Blackburn. at Blackburn. And and Ray was a fantastic coach. Um, he'll tell you himself, he didn't really particularly like managing, but as a coach, he was great. So he um, liked to be on the pitch? Yeah, on the pitch, yeah. So anything that, you know, confrontations, things like that, Ray didn't really want to get involved with it. But the players, they never, well, because the players just sorted out themselves, you know, and uh, we had enormous respect for each other. And I said before, there's some very good players in there and um, a very strong willed as well, very headstrong as well, you know, so very determined. So that was great. So, it, you know, and again, going out at nights together, we just all, all, all just all really got on. And again, yeah. if, you're, if your dressing room's right, you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah I agree. No question. Yeah. You can... Do you know what? Just going even nowadays, going and watching a game, yeah. you can tell what the dressing room's like by watching them play. Spot on. No you question. Can. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Wembley, Arsenal, just a stat because it were all Wembley, and where you could get a few more in. Ninety-five thousand. Mm. Luton Town v Arsenal. Yeah, it was. Uh, that is a crowd. That. Oh yeah, it, it was. It was fantastic and. You can imagine, I mean, I've been very fortunate that I've, I've played the, 
on the numerous occasions. But when you go for your first major one, as, as we did then, um, it just put in perspective, you know, what a good side we were, you know, and and, and again going on back into grass, yeah, you know, and we're playing on grass again, and um, we could give anybody a game. We we had some good players, honestly, uh, but we could give anybody a game. But, but you was underdogs, weren't we? We were always underdogs. Every game we played, we were underdogs. But which surprised me really because, like I said, the squad was good. Um, a lot of internationals in there, um, but they were they were well known internationals, if you know what I mean. They were, you know, they they played a, a sprinkle of game games for the countries. Um, so it never really stood out. But you know, for small small club and, and whatever, we were always the underdogs. Um, but when we went to um, when we went to Wembley against against uh, Arsenal, you know. They were going so well. Oh, they were on farm as well. Oh, they were. Yeah, they were. They were the team to be beaten at that time, um, and we did. It was. A, it was a cracking game, and um, for an act, for a, for a neutral, I think it was one of the best cup finals I've watched it for a while. Night. Yeah, it was I a good. It, it was a good night. game. Lots of entertainment. Was because yeah. it had some great players. What were your before you went out tactics? Was it was it about what stopping Arsenal <clears> or what you're going to do? No, it was us. It was it was always about us. Ray was brilliant, you know. He had he had some really technical players in the team. Um, I think I think from from that point of view, we never really worried about anybody. We had lads who could mix it, you know. We had lads who were tough, lads who could edit, lads who could dribble, lads who could get balls in the in the box, and and people who could score. Steen, well, Mick you Arford, you know. Poof, so yeah. up front, they had Mick Arford, could mix it. Oh, crack, Talking yeah. a hard man, there you go. So, oh, he, yeah. he goes in the same category yeah. as Jimmy Case. Soon as so I watched, I watched, actually watched it, and it was a great final to watch. But uh, Brian Steen were up front, weren't he? With mm. him, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. Was that a great file, them two as a partnership? Yeah, because, I mean, Brian, again, we, we spoke about people who could play in the game today. Viv Anderson was one we spoke about before. Brian Steen was another one. He was, um, is what they call the number 10 nowadays. Brian would come off and get to feet, get turned. He, he Half a yard, and he, you know he's got the ability to burn, uh, bend balls. You I know, hate to say that, Tony on toast, didn't he? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. What no, I watched. He was, yeah, he was a good player, very, really good player. So when the ball went up to the strikers, you could run off them, which because yeah. you, you they were so reliable, it stuck. Um, Mick again, you know, he, he just as good in the air, but on on the for a big fella on the on the floor, his technique was excellent. So you stuck that ball into him, it was okay. You know, you it could trust him. It oh, you could trust him. And then you could make your runs off him. And that was, you know, what we did. We had people coming off the sides in, in those days, which was not really well heard. We had, we had winkers that were stuck out there. We didn't. We played lads who were coming inside all the time. It was very difficult to pick us up. And uh, it was good. Yeah, we, that's that's one of the reasons, you know, what we, that, that was such a good game. Well, you went um, one all up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And then two one down. With yeah. not long, about 10 minutes left, 12 minutes left? Um, less than that. I think less than that, yeah. Oh, there's about five or six minutes left, and we we got. A wee lad scored the equaliser, didn't it? Uh, yeah, did Wilson I? is it called? That's, Damn it. Ah, that's the one. Yes, with a towering header. header. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a little stupid header. Stupid header, yeah. Just yeah. a little ball. Um, yeah, what was so it like when you scored that? Well, that was. You know, it's every schoolboy's dream, isn't it? You know, to go to Wembley and score a goal. You know, that's something you dream about, and then it's happened. But and, you're right. Um, you do. You kick the ball. At school yeah. or with your mates at Walls, and you always yeah. think this scoring this at Wembley or at Hamden for Scotland. Yeah, 
You did it. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. But I think it was just the team did it. You know, we like I said, oh, absolutely. You know, so I think you know, going in and putting back and looking back at it, you're very privileged to for a very average average player like I was to be in in, in a team with with such a good players who could who could create so much for you. It was brilliant. So I'm going to ask because I got mm. confused and John put me right on the way here. Another Steen come on the pitch, didn't he? Mark. Mark Steen. Yeah. That's a striker he was. Well, it was. You know, it, there was, it was funny actually because Mark Steen, I don't think many people know that, we're in the hotel and Mark was, he was in the team the week before and uh, Ray left him out for the final and he was that gutted. He, he left the hotel when he didn't want to come back. So Ricky Hill and Brian, his brother, they, they convinced him to come so back. So Brian Steen and Mark were brothers. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, they convinced him to come back. He said, "You know, it's, this is this could one thing in once in a lifetime. You never yeah. get a chance to go again. What are you doing?" He was that dejected, that upset. Anyway, they convinced him to come back. He was on the bench, and he and he got on, and and we won the game. Um, he made the impact the game, though, didn't he? Oh yeah. He, I mean, we he, he, Brian, uh, Mark was a very very good player as well, very similar to his brother. Um, Technically as well, strong, well, he's low, low centre of gravity. He get on the ball, he's twisted to, like rubber. Um, really good player, uh, and he came on and gave us a little, a little bit of impetus. And then within within minutes of, of full time, we get a breakdown the right the right wing. And Ashley Grimes, who's a left back, is on the right wing. What he's doing there, I've no idea. <laughs> Glad he is, though. Yeah, but he uh, he produces the ball with his left foot on the wing outside of his left foot. Absolute peach of a ball, and Brian Steen comes in, gets a winner. They, they didn't have time to come back at us. Mm. Celebration! Oh, it was it was it was amazing. And again, you know, the, the nickname of Luton's are Hatters, and they had these little straw boaters that had every, they were everywhere. And but the you could see the the hats going up. Yeah. It was it was a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah, brilliant. A bit times mm. like that, you go up steps, get your trophy, go around the. I bet you don't want to go back in changing room, do you? You um, stay on the pitch, soaking it up. Well, you? you do, yeah, because you, all your fans are still there. You know, there's only half a stadium. Opposing fans have gone, aren't they? Um, but uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was one of them days. Yeah, you just got to save every moment. Yeah. So I, I thought long and hard about this. I thought, right, come on, Luton, pull your socks up. Great question. Luton Town, League Cup final winners. Was there a bonus for that? Yeah. Were there? Yeah, there was, yeah. Well, for every round, yeah. For every round, right? Yeah, yeah. if you get night. through the See, round, I think yeah. I, I, I pulled a belter out there. <laughs> yeah, because obviously yeah, was, the chairman yeah. said, oh, there's X amount, because I don't think these are going to... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot of it was based on sometimes, not always, but sometimes even based on the crowds. Yeah. Uh, as, as you all know, if if you're, you know, if you're, if you're getting a crowd of, of 6,000 every week and, and then you get a crowd of 10,000 for whatever reason, your bonus would go up a bit, right. and it was very similar to what you did in a in a competition. So if you got, if you got through the first round, the next bonus would be a bit more and a bit more, and get to the semi-finals. You're talking serious, and then you got to the final. You're talking your very good bonuses. Do you remember it? I'm being cheeky. I, now. I don't remember it. Um, I don't think it mattered, did it? Really? No, I, uh, three grand or four grand or something. I think a lot of money in '88, isn't it? Oh, it was yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, um, I think it'd be like that. Uh, but, but bearing in mind again, the crowds are, are, are swelling, so the, the club's getting more money in, so they could afford to give it you. Yeah. So you I know. would imagine they're looting of top forty five thousand. I'd reckon. Um, yeah, what? we were getting that's, that's a, I think we were giving forty thousand tickets. And at the time, yeah. looting then bits of terraces. I bet you know what fifteen thousand capacity, 
17. Yeah, I think any more of that, will there? No, I think our average crowd was about seven, eight, nine thousand at home. Um, so, so to take that many is just amazing. It's just it was a day out for everybody, wasn't it? You know, and you, you don't believe that a club of that size will, will get that far. So, it's people just, I suppose. You know, wanting it to be once in a lifetime and go and not miss it. The majority of the, the town supports it, don't they? Yeah. And all of a sudden, dads want to take their kids, savour the atmosphere, and it's a, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something you can if you miss out on it. It's something you can never go oh, back yeah. to. So you want to make sure you're there, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. So it's a, it's a great move for you, Luke, wasn't it? Great <clears> memories, <throat> great people. Yeah. A Did trophy, it? a major trophy. Yeah. Uh, I think two cup finals, lost in it. Lost in the semi, uh, the next final uh, against Forest. So um, yeah, we got to another final with, at Wembley as well. Was um, forgot what it was called. Now it's it's what the football league four, trophy. Football league trophy. Sorry, yeah. yeah, we got we got to the final of that as well. Got beat off Reading three nil. Um, got to a semi final in the FA Cup as well as going to the final. So yeah, we, we, they were great times at Luton. You know, they had some, like I say, they had they had a, they had a good squad. Well, mm. Sheffield Wednesday come calling, bring the wife, roughly in the area she's from. Yeah, two hundred twenty-one thousand fee. Right, and off you pop. Yeah, um, it was funny it, it, how that came around. We were we after the season had finished at Luton, we we gone to um, everybody. Every footballer's local place was in Marbella. So we gone to Marbella to uh, to have a, a week's break, um, and Sheffield Wednesday were there. But the ironic thing about that was um, the last game of the season of Luton season, we go to Derby after win at Derby. Sheffield Wednesday after uh, win at home or not get beat at home against Forest. Um, so it's a no brainer. They're not going to get you know we're not going to go to Derby and win. That's for sure. Um, it's. Mark Wright and all these lads at that time were playing, um, playing there. Anyway, so we uh, we we go to we go to to Derby, and we win three two, and lo and behold, Sheffield Wednesday get beat three 0 at home, so they get relegated and we stay up. So we go to Marbella and we're quite buoyant, and Sheffield Wednesday there as well, a big run, and uh, <clears throat> so I knew one or two of the boys anyway at Sheffield Wednesday, so we we have a chat and. You know, there's no, not rubbing the nose in it whatsoever. Anyway, Big Ron pulled me and he said, you know, do you fancy coming? I said, oh, wow, well, yeah, of course I fancy it, yeah. Uh, Richie Barker, who was his assistant manager, knew Ray Harford, and Ray just said, go and get him. You know, he'll do, if you if you want this type of player in your team, this is what, you know, he'll go and get him. So they did. And uh, and I ended up going to, to Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, allegedly... Ronald said that he's the, I was the eldest player he's ever bought. I was 29, 30 at the time. Um, but what I liked more than anything about it was we had, a, had to have a medical. So the medical was it. Big Ron said, can you meet me at Luton? I said, because I'm coming down at a hotel in Luton. I said, I'm coming down, I'm going to London. So I'll stop on the way down and we'll have a chat. So I did and we agreed, you know, the finances and this, that and the other, which was five minutes. And they said, right, medical. I said, yeah, when do you want to come up? He said, just a minute. I said, 
just stand on one leg there. So I did. He went and he passed it. See you on Monday. <laughs> and I'm that's joking. I did. No, I'm not joking. That was your medical. Can I'm, you stand on one leg? Yeah, she stand on one leg there. So I did. <laughs> and, uh, and, they uh, would have known though with the games you played at Luton, surely, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't miss many games. No. You know, fortunately, I was very, very lucky with injuries. So, yeah. So on the Monday, I was up there at Sheffield, and it was great from that point of view, from my, my wife's point of view as well, and the kids. Getting back, well, getting back up there, see the mum and dad, and they were great. So yeah. I suppose then, when you look at it from going on a jolly with the boys, end of season, getting tapped up when you're in Marbella yeah. as such, did he pull you aside or did he take you to an hotel to speak to you out there or just meet yeah. him in a bar? We just had him in the bar. We yeah. just sat in the bar and we'd had a chat and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I said, I'll, I'll sort it out when I get back. And he did. And straight away, as soon as, oh. as, soon as we got back, he, you know, he, he met up and that's what happened. No need for agents, is <laughs> Well, I, I, I never thought there was ever any need for, for me, from my point of view, for an agent. I, I, I was okay with talking with chairman or talking with managers. You know, I was always, you know, I never, I never asked for stupid money anyway. You know, I, it's, you know what, what can you afford? And, you know, if you think I'm worth that, then, you know, give it. If you don't, then don't give it me. Well, end yeah. of the day, you knew your worth. Yeah, I thought so, And, yeah. and you speak yeah. to the manager, the chairman, whatever, and the case was... You'd only be handing the money at the agent for doing the same job as you're doing yourself, wouldn't exactly you? Exactly right, yeah. yeah. And I always thought as well, you know, I, I like to talk to managers as well. And even when I talk to players as a manager, I like them when they face me and, and, and talked honestly to me. Man you know, to man. Rather than through a third party. You know, I'd rather do it that way. Look in it? your eyes and see where yeah. you sit. And you, and you see what type of player you've got. So as a manager, did you ever take the, like, the one you said about coffee, walk round the pitch, think about it, son, mm for the sake of 50 quid, and then he gave it to you anyway. Did you ever do that yourself with players? Not really, because I, the reason why I say that is because I, I really didn't like getting involved in the finances. I let the club do that. I'd, I'd rather the chief exec or, or a director of the club discuss terms. Generally, it was with an agent anyway. Yeah. And I, and I wasn't really, I wanted the player. You know, just get me the player. I know what the player's like. I've done my due diligence on him. I know what characters he like, blah, blah, blah. Just get me them. Um, so that's when the, the agents was, were in full floor when I was managing anyway. Yeah. So you very rarely got, you know, one-to-one. Um, but um, I don't think there was any... We've missed lots of players, but I don't think it was because of that reason. Right. You know, I've never really said anything like, go on, have a look around, uh, uh, look around the stadium again. I don't think I've ever done that, no. no. Would it be the case then, when you, when you think that way, I suppose by letting somebody at the club, the chief exec or the chairman or whatever, deal with the financials. It saves you falling out with the player as well, really. Do you know what I mean? So you get off on the right foot with them, don't you? That's exactly why I did it. Yeah. I didn't. I never wanted to to uh, to tell someone you're not worth it. Yeah. When I want them. So I said, you know, no, you can't have that. Well, what do you mean? Am I not worth it? Well, yeah, you are. Well, give it me then. That straight away, there's, there's a bit of, not friction as such, but you, you think, mm. Mm. you know, so uh, I'd like just let them follow with each other. You know, and uh, just and if they got it, great. You know, if they paid too much, that's their problem. Yeah. You know, if they've not paid enough or what it what it was, then great. You know, but you know, if uh, if all of a sudden this player's not responded and he's not playing particularly well, they'll say, "Oh, we've cost him this." <laughs> you give it to him. I didn't. I had no. I had nothing to do with that. You. That's you. So, and, I, and I've had a few of them as well where the, the players have been paid too much. You know, been given too much, and and they just don't play, and then they want rid of them, and Say, well, I can't get rid of him. I said, well, it's all too much money. Would they not come back to you, though, Danny? Say, like, so they ever, well, when they're, whilst they're talking, would they never break off and come to you and say, look, we're at, we're at here, this is where we're at. Is he worth that? No. 
they never come to you and no. say that. So they never. just totally did the financials. Yeah, yeah they did that. And, and I think that's right as well because, you know, every club, we get you get managers who are whinging, they can't do this, and you're going to spend another £25 million on him. And they, look, clubs can't afford it. Mm. They can pay them what they can afford. That's that's always our, my, my argument is, is if you can afford it, give it to them. Don't complain later on that he's on too much money, you know, because it's come from you. You know, it's not been forced by me. I'm not going through the fans to give you some stick if you don't do it. You know, it's just between us. You give him, you give him the money if he's worth it. If he's not, that's fine. Fair enough. I'll move on to another target. Mm. You had some great players there at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't you? My list here is Viv Anderson, <coughs> Roland Nielsen, John Newsom, Nigel Pearson, Peter Surcliffe, John Arks, Carlton Palmer, John <laughs> Sheridan. He was a player, wasn't he? You know that more than anybody. Yeah. And uh, well, Trevor Francis still playing then? Yeah. Yeah, Trevor playing, yeah. Fantastic Do you still have player. it then? Oh, fantastic player. He played He played a lot of cameo roles, really. Played, he played some from the start, but he, when he came on the pitch, he'd always change the game for you. He was tremendous. His movement, and his, he's just quick and sharp and clever. And uh, he, he was he was a fantastic player. Fantastic well, I'm bring player. one to you here now. Trevor Francis hmm? or... David Hurst. Because uh, he was Trevor a Francis. player. Trevor Francis. But David, no David Hurst as well? I thought David Hurst could, oh, have, no, been, could have been like... As, two different type of players. Liam. Yeah, and, and I think as well, you know, the longevity and the, and the level that Trevor played at, you've got to take him first, you know. Everybody says he was the first million pound player. He wasn't, because he didn't pay a million pound for him. And if you go and look at Brian Clough, 999,999 pounds, 99 pence. He wouldn't pay a million pounds for a, for a footballer. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, that's that's the what he said. Like, yeah, must be one of the only things in the world you didn't know. <laughs> I can't get everything wrong, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just think the level that, that Travis played at. Um, that's why I would go for him. You yeah, know, and he had a few injuries, David Hurst, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. But he were a player, though, wasn't he? What a player! Yeah, John, he was a great player. Uh, I told you a story before when Man United came in from a four million pound bid. Uh, and Sheffield Wednesday turned down because we were we were vying with Sheffield went with Man United at one stage, you know, for the title. Yeah, got you down as third. You finished one yeah, season. Yeah, we did, and and that's when I think United wanted to dilute other teams. And he the did best that players. Ferg, he didn't. He bought the well, best player from a club, and that were it. They try and do it. Yeah, they try and dilute the threat, and and he was the biggest threat that any club in that division had was Hursty. On his day, he was he was better than anything. You know, Alan Shearer and people like that who have a fantastic career, he was up there with them. Uh, but then he had the injuries, which was a problem, you know, and um, he moved to Southampton and I think he retired at Southampton with a knee yeah. injury. Um, but what a great lad, what a proper lad as well. Great, great fun It's like as well. a dressing room full of men though, yeah. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. It was, yeah. I mean, proper the, men. Some of the players, uh, you know, are immense. I mean, Roland Nielsen um, was like a Rolls Royce. If you talk about Viv Anderson, Roland Nielsen was the same. Up and down that wing, it was it was amazing. Swedish international. Did he look after himself? Oh yeah. Or did he go out have a few beers with everyone? I'd have a few beers as well. Yeah. Well, you'll do both. Oh, we all we all had a few beers, yeah. But when when it came to to working, we worked. You know, we Ron had put us through the, the mill on the training ground. Don't worry about that. You know. Did he? Oh, of course. Yeah. Is he hands on, Ron? Then. Yeah, very much so. He used to play games with us all the time, and you know, Ron was was a big fella, as you as you well know, and 
Ron used to think he was the best player yeah. <laughs> on the five of us. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh but he was great, it was great fun. Ron Ron was a, a fantastic motivator, great man manager. Was it? Yeah. What were just speeches yeah. then or just each people just give them what they needed? People. He, he he liked Ron liked um experienced players where he knew you'd been around and knew what your what your job was. But then he would he would just big you up as well, you know. And he'd, you'd be on the coach and something, you'd walk down and he's just sitting down and say, hey, hey, look at this fella coming in here. Hey. Roland Nielsen, World Cup player him, that's a proper player. And so Roland is sit down, feel good. You know, but he'd do it to everybody. He was, he was really good, really, really good at it. Fun? Was he a fun guy? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah you saying that, like, was, he, was he in the parties with you then if you all went out? Um, or did he keep his distance? No, no, Ron would go out with you. That no problem at all. He would, he would, he would have a beer with you, but you, but you knew the lines. You know, you, you never crossed the line. You never, you, you knew what the parameters were that we could get. You know, you didn't go stupid with him. You know, through respect and and and, big, and your professionalism. But you still have a few beers. So you didn't. So you had a lot you. of respect then, didn't you? From oh, the players. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's sadly missed in the game, you know, Ron. You know, and I know the reasons why he's, he's not involved. But I thought it was quite harsh. But he, well, he needed people like him. We actually were talking about that on the way here, weren't we, this morning? Yeah. And what a character he yeah. really was. And like you said, he, he was a breath of fresh air. His football team's playing the right way, didn't he? Oh, they played great. And, yeah. you know, the, the atmosphere in the grounds and everything else. The, he was a good, good guy. Yeah. Good guy. And, he, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, the way it kind of ended. Well, it is. I mean, I think with, 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 um, with Ron, you could put him in in the category to a certain degree of Brian Clough because he was a great man manager and he'd say things that would make you perform you oh, you felt 10 foot tall like I said and um, but I think with with him he, he knew how to relax you as well you know and um, he, he could feel he, he knew when you were tense he knew if he was in, under a bit of pressure or whatever it may be he'd just, he'd just take it all well, he could see he, could he, could, he, could, he knew oh yeah he was, he was really good at it he, like I said I, I don't know I don't know why he's not in the game anymore because he, he's, we're missing him so much. People like that and, and so much knowledge as well. You know, he weren't just... It's a waste, isn't it? Yeah, he, he weren't just a, a, a nice guy and a, and a, and a good coach. He, he was so much intelligence about football as well. And, and he fronted himself as well he, and he loved to play football. He loved to see crowds with a smile on the face. Yeah. He wanted to be at the edge of his seat when, when his teams were playing, you know, and, and uh, he created a great atmosphere. Do you think, Danny, you... Individually, like you said, he knew what made people tick. He knew how to get the best out of individuals. Yeah. Best you've played for in that sense? Um, Manager-wise? Yeah, he's, he's, he's up there, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, I'd like to say thing that Cluffy was, but I didn't really have enough time right. to really... I had enough time with Ron. And Ron was, Ron was up there, definitely, yeah. Uh, and a lot of things as well, you know, the way we wanted to play football and has, has really been my style really of management as well you know and uh, so looking back at the time with him I've learned such a lot and a lot has rubbed off on me yeah um, and the teams that I've put out I try to emulate the enjoyment side of it that Ron wanted his place to have and, and the fans well you did I mean your teams mm. you don't mind me saying your teams played good every time I played against <laughs> one of your teams they played good football but they also had an edge as well you've got to have it yeah, you, exactly. you, you've got to have the other side of it haven't you yeah you know you, you look at you look at Man City and, and, and the team, you know, that they put out in Liverpool to this that. Yeah, they they've given the fantastic footballers got an edge to them. They've got they've got, got that little it. side that you know, you see Man City when they if they start 
coming under a bit of pressure. There's free kicks here, there's free kicks there, there's free kicks everywhere. They, they're, they're very good at it. They're very, they know when to kill the game off. Oh, they, they do, yeah. And yeah, they know when to, to have a little free kick here and give it 10 minutes or, you know, of a game where yeah. they, they, Just the, rest, the, the rest of the back into the... Yeah. Break up your rhythm. They do, They yeah. do. They're, they're, they're very, good very good at it. Yeah, good. Very good at it. Do you need the other side of the game as well, yeah? Yeah. Mm. So I've highlighted Carlton Palmer. CP. Yeah. I just think he's, he comes across as a character. Just a great lad, but I'm going to class him as... Would he ever sit down and relax, or is he just a bubbly character? He's like Viv. Can't sit still. I, I thought that. Yeah, can't sit still. Carlton, so underestimated, you know. It really used to annoy me about him because everybody thought, <coughs> oh, he's rubbish, he can't do this. Because he, 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 he had an engine he as well. The best engine I've, I've ever played with. Oh, my goodness. You know, he, just just the things he would do, you know. He, he could come in, he, he was a bit of a, bit of a freak in terms of fitness-wise because he could go on... You know, have, a, have a right good few bevies. We could have a before. bender. And next day, well, he'd be... Best in training. Oh, yeah, no problem. But uh, but he was funny as well. But he, he come out, he come out with some rubbish as well. We used to give him some right yeah. stick. Um, but but he, he was great in the team. I, I reckon team. in dressing room as well, he were like... Bubbly, just... Yeah. Full of life, full of energy, and that'll just infectious to all the team. Oh, it was. We, I mean, we had some great guys. Like Nigel Pearson and... People will see him now as on the on the touchline as a manager. He was a character in the dressing room as well. Dry sense of humour. Oh, absolutely dry as anything. And so it's what a he, great mix here, then, isn't it? Yeah, and what he was as well, Nigel. He was. Um, uh, how can I say he was? He was. A, he was a very good artist, and I mean drawing artist in, in that respect. So he got. He, he had a, quite a few injuries, knee injuries. He used to miss quite a few games. So if he was left at the dressing room, and the lads would go training at the main ground on the whiteboards and that, he'd just be, he'd just scribble something on for when the lads come back and laughing. And, but he would draw all the lads. Caricatures like? Yeah, uh, uh, anything. Say that again, please. Caricatures. <laughs> Caricatures. Caricatures. Oh, what they're called? <laughs> Caricatures. Caricatures. Yeah. Why have you said that quiet just in case you got it wrong? No. <laughs> you did, you, you no. zoomed in the voice then, yeah. didn't you? Okay, anyway. And, they, and anyway, this particular day, they just put on the board and on the pegs where the lads used to get changed, they got a felt it pen and, He's, he's like drawing the, drawing the caricature of that player. And uh, so he's gone through everybody. And uh, it's all on the pegs and where the pegs where they hang the claws up. Carlton has got really thin like a stick and he's got a big head and these big <laughs> lips and that. And he's, he's drawn that. And somebody else, he'll, he'll give me whatever. So I come to mine and I, there's nothing there. And I thought, oh, brilliant. He's not even, thank goodness for that. I don't know what he's got to draw. Anyway, so I went to put my shoes on and there's a little, little bloat like that on the skirting board. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make the peg. Yeah, I <laughs> and I thought, he just thought of everything like it. It was a great dressing room, yeah. So, big final at Wembley, Man United, but semi, what a performance against Chelsea. Yeah, you know, we were we were a little bit of a... Um, what's the, what's the, the phrase they were when when clubs can't beat you? They, they seem, you seem to have that hold over them. Um, the bogey team. Like a bogey team, yeah. yeah. We, we, we were Chelsea in league and in cups. So we, we always fancied ourselves against them. You know, we'd been to their place and beat them at their place in the league and, and what have you. Um, and then we went into the semi-final, I think. The semi-final was 1-0. I can't, the first leg, I think, at Chelsea. Uh, and then at our place, we beat them at our place. Um, three, I think it was three or four. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, it was it was a great night. Good great. scout that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And, and they had some good players as well, you know. So that old Stamp yeah. and Bridge would have been intimidating as well, wouldn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. And, and bearing in mind, don't forget, we were we were still in League One. They were in the, in the Premiership, Premiership, so to speak, you know. The, so that was the season that we we got promoted that year back into, you know, that first season come back into the uh, into the the uh, the Premier League, if you like. So um, yeah, it was it was great. So uh, massive underdogs again, but the squad didn't suggest that they were underdogs. They, they 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 were so they were so pissed off that they got relegated, with the squad they got, they, they were so determined to come back again. It was great to go in that, into atmosphere like that. Um, so when you come against the Chelsea's of this world, they, they were there's no fear at all. You know they always believed in their their ability to compete against them and that ilk of player every week. You know so. Uh, and that's what they did. We go to we go and, and beat them over two legs. Man United in the final. Yeah. Viv couldn't play, could he? No, he was uh Cup tied, was it? No. Or was it in the agreement he couldn't play? No, I think he was injured. Was he? I think he might have been injured. Three one his very few games he was injured then. Yeah. He was either injured then or he weren't allowed to play, were he? No, he was allowed to play, he was okay to play. Was I think it? I think he was I think he might you know what? I think he, he had a head injury. He got about twenty stitches. Um, but a head, head clash I think that's why I couldn't play um, yeah so uh, yeah and Big Ron his old team as well you know so he was he had a little bit of an edge to there's it there's extra well. in the game isn't yeah, there yeah. yeah very much so and uh, and I think but, but Ron you wouldn't know because you wouldn't know that Ron was a manager he never mentioned it didn't say anything about come on, we've got to come on I really want to beat these lot. Not, nothing like nothing. that they just again tell you what, how you're going to play we, we went to um, Bishop Abbey and we trained for three days down there, preparation, um, all on the game. And it was, just, I think it was a Sunday game. And so, and then the Friday and Saturday, we went down to London. Um, went on, Trevor Francis had his birthday party down there. So we all went out with the wives. That what was day was this? Friday. Uh, Saturday. No, Friday. 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 Two days before. Two which days is fine before. then, isn't it? Yeah, went there. And then the Saturday we go to another hotel out of out of London um, for the overnight one, uh, and then on the morning of the game got introduced to uh, Stan Bowman, the comic comedian, yeah. and we never stopped laughing from the hotel to the dressing room, and we did going down Wembley Way, all the fans, we had no nerves whatsoever. We were just laughing and howling at, at this fella on the microphone. So was he perfect for that time? Big Ron, masterstroke. And, uh, you know, we're playing Man United. We've got no chance, have we? And, they were uh, fancy, don't they? Yeah, big, big time. Yeah, but um, but we, we had no fear. We just went down. We never even thought about Man United. You know, we, we just, we'd done our work three days before, so there was no nerves then anyway, because it's not near the game. Um, and then we get there, and then Ron, and then he comes in about, he leaves about half an hour before kickoff, and we just got serious, wow. and just went out and just um, and played. Mm -hmm. Master stroke. It was. It was honestly. It was. Ron got it spot on. To a T. Yeah. You don't teach that in management courses, do you? <laughs> you don't. You can't, can you? No, you can't. It's it, it's a it's a personal way of doing it, I suppose. But Ron seen it all before. You know, he was very experienced. Don't forget. Um, and he's seen it all before, and uh, he. He knew what the players were. He knew what type of player we we were, and what we possibly respond to, and it, and he got it right. Yeah. When did he leave after that final, Big Ron? Um, he left to go to Villa. Yeah, been been after that. Yeah, that pre-season I think it was. Um, 
It was because we, <laughs> ironically, we um, in the next the first we got promoted, and then the first game of the next season, the Premier League, we play Villa at, at Hillsborough, and this it left and the fans were going mad. And, oh, so you uh, didn't get a standing ovation? Oh then. my goodness, no, no, they 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 hammered him. Yeah, and uh, and he stood there. He like Ronnie's a big fellow. He took it. He had to take it, and yeah. he knew how he had to take it. But sometimes you can't turn things down. And you know, coming from that area, he knew how big Villa was, and he just wanted to to take them on. Wednesday are a big club. Man. We're coming yeah. here to Sheffield's a big place, yeah. big city, two big clubs, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I think looking, you know, further down the line, Ron knew that area. He lived in that Birmingham area as well. He knew what Birmingham going on as well a bit then. Yeah. Wasn't it? So he's uh, so he, I don't think he could turn it down, and he, and he didn't. You know, he went and um, they came and beat us three two. Okay. Yeah, the first game of the season. So yeah. Trevor took over. Yeah. How different to Ron? In the styles. Um, it didn't change a lot, you know. It, it, it really because he, he he had the players, you know. So he didn't really have to change a great deal, but he, he did add to it. He added one or two players to it, which were very good, like Mark Bright and uh, Paul Warris and people like that. Um, one of your younger ones, yeah, versatile as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was. The bike could play up front, Paul. Well, he started at the bike, play anywhere. And we had a we had a an injury problem up front, so so sorry. Um, Trevor said, right, Paul, we, there's a favour, just play up front for a couple of games. I'm not playing up front. He says, I'm a, I'm a defender. He said, well, just try it anyway. So he couldn't stop stop scoring. He scored. <laughs> I loved it. Then, a bit it? eleven eleven or something like that. Yeah. He scored anyway. When they all come back fit again. Um, he said, uh, you, you, Paul, come back and play in the back. I'm a striker. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing up front, and he played up front ever since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was quick. What a good quick. player he was. Oh, finisher, yeah. Something more walk again, though, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so, yeah. Very, very much an athlete. Yeah, you could get around the park quite quite gracefully. Yeah, yeah. 1992, not a... It's a mad one, this. as a stat. Sheffield Wednesday had the biggest away win of the season. 6-1 away, you beat Leeds... Yorkshire rivals. Yeah. Some game, in it, Leeds. Well it was, yeah. It was some game. Um you don't expect to to go to Leeds and you know, it's tough enough to win, but to win six it was and a derby game is just unheard of. Um yeah, it was it was that's the confidence of the lads. They were a good squad. You know, a good squad of players and and it, and Trevor brought young ones in as well. They they, they perked it up a little bit with the young ones. A bit different from where Ron was. <clears throat> we're all not old but we were a certain age um, and Trevor liked to bring one or two sparks coming in like uh, Chris Bart Williams people like that who came in had a great young career, kid. Didn't yeah there's yeah, a young kid from Orient I think they got him from um, yeah so uh, so he was good and and what he brought to the to the team again was that a bit more energy a bit more pace you know and uh, coupled with, with the quality they got on a sour note though you also that season had the biggest loss 7-1 to Arsenal <laughs> you know what we were we, <laughs> We went to Arsenal. Great news, and, and I popped that one in, Johnny. Yeah, and and we got absolutely mullered, and I mean mullered. It could have been, it could have been twelve, and I think we'd gone a fair part of the game at nil nil, and all of a sudden, bump, Bang. gone. They, they just, they just every shot. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. It's one of them things, isn't it? Listen, I've, it happens, doesn't it? I've been there a few times on manager as well, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, it just happens. But he was a freak. Thankfully, he was a freak. Yeah. So Barnsley. Mm. We'll bring it. We'll move along. No fee. No, I think there was no, no, no. It won't because we're coming to the end of our contracts. And uh, Viv and I, um, I've been offered another one, and then Viv have gone to talk to to Barnsley to John Dennis, the the chairman, 
And uh, and he said, listen, if if I come as player manager, you know, a Viv was out of contract, but he hadn't got a, another offer of contract with Wednesday. Um, they said, I want to bring, it was me. They said, I want to bring Danny. Um, so I didn't sign a new contract. I thought, well, I'll have a go. I, I, I have nothing to lose, really. You know, I'm going to play it again. I'm still playing. I was still fit. I, I, in fact, I've, I felt as fit as anything then at 34 I was. And um, so Viv said, will you, will you come in? I said, yeah, let's have, let's have a go. Let's, let's just see. So John Dennis himself really got it. He, he worked it well, really, because he's not only got a manager, he's got two premiership players as well. You, you know, his staff and as, as manager Dan coaching and, and playing. So he, he was a win-win for them, really. Um, but then Viv decided, you know, that he was going to go with Robbo to Middlesbrough, which I knew all about. He never hid it at any stage. And he said, if I get the chance, I'm going to go with Robbo. I said, yeah, brilliant. And um, we started to turn it around a little bit at, um, at Barnsley. Um, and John Dennis seemed to, to like what we were trying to do. And then he just offered me the job. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take it, yeah. Yeah. We'll come on to that because I like Barnes. It's an old-fashioned club, isn't it? Grown, yeah. everything about it. Proper is, club. Reminds yeah. me of Bolton. Two yeah. similar-sized towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does a lot. Yeah. Uh, I want to leave the manager's side, so part two, but one thing we can't miss over, what you've told me not forget, John, 24 caps in Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Can't forget that, can we? Well, it keep reminding you because of my accent, doesn't it? This Irish accent. I've got. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my mum my was from Derry. Um I was fortunate that uh, they'd asked me to play prior to my first game, but they found out I was on, they thought I was on my father's side, um, Irish, but uh, my dad was English and um, you weren't allowed, I didn't qualify for the international teams in Ireland um, until a few years later when he went on your mother's side, you were allowed on your mother's side and I was one of the first, I think I was the first one on your mother's side to play. So um, that was great. That was later on in my career as well, you know. So, but it was such a proud moment. Proud for my mum and dad. I was, I was delighted for them, you know. And you know, my dad was a very, very quiet man and very humble man. He never, you know, he never shouted over the rooftops. But I knew he was very proud, like you know. And uh, he asked me one or two things. I think he's taking notice, like you know, and because he was a workaholic. My dad, he had, he had to just bring money into the to the house, like all fathers did in those days, and they were no different. And he, he got to a few games, not a many, but um, but if we were ever on TV and that, he'd, he'd be glued to the TV. And you know, and uh, But the international side of it, it's because of all the, the background of my mum coming from there, my dad living over there and marrying my mum. It just it, it was just a real, real proud moment for me. You can tell and, in your eyes, me. Donna, I can tell. Yeah, uh, it was. It was very proud. Do you remember your debut? Uh, debut was away, uh, I think, Turkey. Turkey or Yugoslavia? I pardon. What place? I think it's not here no Yugoslavia. Uh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been Yugoslavia. Uh, yeah, I might get one right. I don't know. It might, sorry, it might have been Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in Sarajevo. Yeah, Sarajevo. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut that place. <laughs> <laughs> but you scored. Um, yes, I scored. I scored. I scored uh, against Poland. Did you not score on your debut? No. Oh, no. I'm back down to her. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever scored one goal, I think it was, and that was against Poland uh, at Windsor Park. It was, it was worth waiting for, by the way, but it's, uh, it's only ever scored one. Windsor Park, do you know what it reminds me of? Kind of with Road, just a small, tight ground. Yeah. Big atmosphere. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. Oh, it was. Passionate, aren't they? Hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and again, they were all old underdog. 
you know, Northern Ireland in world football was, was, was always people expected to beat us. But they, prior to me getting uh, being in the, in the squad, you know, they qualify for two World Cups, which is unheard of. Absolutely. Billy Bingham did unbelievable work miracles there. How they got, you know, to, to those finals, I'll never know. Um, and did disgrace yourself either. No, not they? at all. No, not at all. You know, unfortunately, when I when I made my debut, a lot of the lads who, who've been into the cup final or the World Cups uh, had retired. You know, they were getting on a bit like Pat Jennings and people like that. So I didn't have the privilege of playing with them, unfortunately. But, um, you know, but, but it was a new era when I came in, you know, quite quite a, a lot of changes. You said that about your family, Danny. It's it's a proud moment. You know, as much as you're proud, yeah. I think it's an even prouder moment for the family because all the sacrifices and everything else down the line, yeah. that's the kind of icing on the cake for them, I think. Well, I think it was. And, and, and my mum and dad, they, um, as I said, they didn't have a two no. enemies to rub together. No. You know, they just, they, they worked they worked their tails off. My mum worked in a, in a hospital as a cleaner. Uh, my dad, as I said, he, he worked in, uh, in a, uh, for a building company. Uh, and worked six, seven days a week, you know, and uh, so if I had a pair of football boots, they had to work hard for it. And that's what and I they, meant. Yeah. By, and they, you know, the sacrifices never nails because you could see you've got a future yeah. and I made sure you've got your boots, made sure you had, you know, everything you needed to play yeah. football. Without a doubt. Yeah, and, and so when I got into football, and thankfully when, you know, I could afford a few things, you know, the, the holidays and that, there was we, we took them with us everywhere we went. Brilliant. You know, it's, and it's just a little small repayment, but... Without the without their um, uh, the support, I wouldn't be you know doing it what I no. was. I remember when I when I first signed for Berry when Bobby Smith was a manager at Berry when I first came in and I was at Wigan, and my dad, he'd finish work, he'd go to work at six o'clock and he'd get home about three, and he'd always stop for two pints at the, at the pub just down the road and a game of dominoes with his mates, and. Uh, Bobby Smith came and says, uh, can I meet your dad? And I said, yeah, I know exactly where he'll be. So I went down the pub. Um, my dad was playing dominoes and, and he says, uh, I said, Dad, I said, Mr. Smith would like to talk to you. Yeah, certainly. And he said, he came in, he says, what about? He says, uh, I'd like to sign him. Yes, of course. So I went through, no problem whatsoever. And uh, he just said, if there's any trouble, let me know. And I gave him a clip around the ear. <laughs> Love it. And that's what it was. And then my dad went home and he said, you might as well have a go didn't stay in it this work for the rest of your life. Just see what it takes you. So supportive, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then I said to him, I was still at home, pay me rent if you like after but I'm twenty quid down a week. I said, Don't worry about that. You'll be fine. And they wouldn't take anything from me whatsoever. You know, so that type of support drove me on. Yeah. But but once you get a taste of football, you don't want to go back to work anyway, do you? Like, no. you know, you don't so you saw I made the most of it. What's well, normal place at dog and duck? Yeah. <laughs> oh my sign for the canary one. <laughs> Danny, we're coming into part one. Part two, we're gonna be all about your managerial career, but I wanna put you right on the fence. Best defender you played with? With. Yeah. Um defender. Uh, I think Viv Anderson. Best midfielder. Good shout. Yeah, that's that's difficult because I've played with some great ones. Yeah. You know, it, it, you've got to look at the players who have played at a level. Jimmy Case. Wow. Best centre forward. Trevor Francis. Well, that completes part one. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. We're going to be here next week, part two. John, how good was that? That was magnificent. I was going to say the goalkeeper. Because you played with some good goalkeepers. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, goalkeeper. I forgot that. Wow. Sorry, John. Well, I'm glad you're on it. Miles away. Um, goalkeepers. Blimey. 
you know what? The one that sticks in my mind, Hans van Broeklen, right, was was at Forest. Yeah, um, he replaced Peter Shilton. Yep, he was a hell of a keeper. Um, <sighs> crikey, that, that's a good one. Les Seeley, believe Les. it or not, what a character! Luton. Oh, what a yeah. character! God, God bless him. He's, he's not with us anymore. No. Um, I think I on his day, Big Joe Corrigan was it, in his pumps. Yeah. yeah, I think Joe was. Joe was as good as anybody. So we're having Joe Corrigan. I'll take Joe. John, I think part two is going to be a cracker. They should uh, make sure they watch that next week, shouldn't they? Absolutely. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'm going to get into your questions proper here, Danny, because I'm nosy now. <laughs> so hopefully you enjoyed that, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you. <laughs>